Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. (coughs) And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Um, good morning. How are you doing this morning? Uh, so we're uh, uh, into the uh, third week of May here. Uh, we had uh, yesterday a great discussion about obedience, mm-hmm. uh, uh, of this whole aspect of it. Again, it's really, it's really difficult, as you can imagine, you know, with the retreats you do and the people you disciple. Uh, you know, what, what do you say is why this whole aspect of obedience is such a tricky thing and a difficult thing for people to kind of grab a hold of? Well, I think it is a place where we easily go to um, condemnation as well as performance. Yeah. Um, is probably one of the biggest struggles I see. And so um, there, there's the element of surrendering will that is difficult for people. And, and then there's a spiral that goes in that definitely puts it into performance mode and to condemnation and, and then truly not believing who they are and what God has called for them. And so there's, there's a whole lot of struggle that goes into this. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, think about part of the truth. Remember we're, we're uh, born as, uh, with a sinful nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we don't have uh, a spiritual element to it. Uh, the the remedy only by the only, only way uh, by the way the only remedy for that is to be born again, right? Uh, to have the Spirit re-enter you and now offer you the opportunity to live the life of the of the covenant, you know, through uh, walking with Him. So our uh, in the flesh, uh, basically the world has gone. If you think about it, in a really a really pure sense, it the world goes to a place of manipulation. Uh, is um, I set the rules, and and who sets the rules? Well, the people in power, right? Who tend to be tend to be self centered. Uh, so this is all the way from, uh, you know, national country governments. I've decided this is how it's going to go. Uh, to local governments, to local organizations to businesses uh, in terms of who's the head of that business, who's the owner of that business, to uh, parents, uh, to spouses. Uh, so we're faced with basically people that, that have control. Uh, right. And that, <laughs> no, no, no shortage of that. <laughs> well, well, think about what do those people do? Want they, what do they want you to do? They leverage that control and and want to use it <laughs> so that you do what what you want them to do yeah so it's it's be obedient mm-hmm. uh, you be obedient to my rules if you do what happens and it goes well <laughs> well um, it'll it'll at least be that you won't have as much trouble if you don't <laughs> right right uh, so that, um, and if you don't do what I want, um, I'm going to come against you. Make things difficult for you. Uh, and this could be, you know, this could be 
you know, uh, law. You know, I, I don't know if you've read this, but we'll talk about this on, on End Times Friday, but um, uh, China, which has been, you know, a, a, because of the way they thought and operated, the church has uh, pretty well flourished underneath the radar. Right. Uh, because they had these, these global kind of gross uh, parameters. Like, for example, mm-hmm. uh, and this is, I think this is how clever, beautiful, and God, God can deliver covenant anyway. Um, mm-hmm. China said, if you get bigger than 150, because they were getting bigger, I'm talking right. about 500 to 1,000. You could imagine uh, with the you know, billion plus people, it's not difficult to gather a couple thousand people who have, mm-hmm. you know, begin to realize, oh, this, this is cool. Uh, well, they thought, uh-oh, that's a threat. Because mm-hmm. uh, we don't want anything that could, in, in, in their mind, take control over us or, or, right. or, or have a challenge to our control. So they said, if a church gets bigger than 150, you're going to register, we're going to watch you and probably shut you down and throw the pastor in jail. Uh, so you can't get bigger than 150. Well, okay. So, uh, okay. Uh, now, this is this is one of those things, again, that we, we look at God's heart is, and we Americans would really fight, you know, we're gonna fight against that and pray that that changes. Right. Well, the Chinese said, well, that ain't gonna change, uh, but it doesn't matter. Uh, right. Why don't we just stay small? Mm-hmm. Um, and when they started getting to 50 to 75, they split. So right. they stayed way under the radar. So it, it exploded. And meeting in houses meeting and in houses kind of underground and, churches. And small yeah. groups, which is, by the way, where transformation takes place. Mm-hmm. In their inner circles, we're helping each other discover God's will. And God, God was doing supernatural work. Um, so it exploded. And we're mm-hmm. talking... I don't know, like 50 million, 100 million people are gathering below 150 at a time. Wow. It's remarkable. It was remarkable. Well, the church, the Chinese, you know, they're getting more and more controlling. So they recently uh, have come out and said, um, you can't uh, uh, write Jesus on anything you do. And if you do, we're going to put you in jail. Really? Uh, yeah. I had not heard yeah, this. Yeah, just okay. came um, uh, And somebody sent that to me, and I <laughs> I said, uh, uh, maybe coming to a theater near you. <laughs> you know, uh, the world's headed that way, you know, to hate, because uh-huh. uh, they define believers who are just speaking love and Jesus right. as being attributed to hate speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what they're trying to, to do. So uh, the rule is now, now you can't do that. Well, what what are they doing? Is that I want to control you to be obedient to my stuff, even when it's off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we do that with, uh, you know, government. We do that with uh, political things. We do that with business things. We do that in relationships. And one of the biggest ways is if you don't do what I want, I'm going to reject you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you feel right. bad. I'm going to come against you. I'm going to control you. Uh, and so the, the issue with obedience is our growing up and our, our activity in the world 
tends to be out of the negative and an aspect of control. Right. Um, so, uh, and by the way, we tend to do what? Everybody tends to do what? Rebel. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we don't want someone else controlling us. We want to be in control. I want to be in control. I want somebody else controlling me, particularly because it looks to me that they don't have my best interest in heart. They have their own mm-hmm. interest in heart. Well, we grow up. And in fact, that. the narrative of culture is really look out for number one because nobody else is going to be looking out for you. Right. Uh, and try, yeah. to, try to gain control uh, as, as best you can, uh, including rebellion. So um, since we grow up that way and the world is operating that way, when it says, well, in order for you to receive the covenant, you got to be obedient. <laughs> Our kind of thinking is, well, I don't really like that. Um, right. Uh, isn't that manipulative? Isn't that, uh, isn't God trying to control me? Mm-hmm. Um, and I see a lot of bad stuff happen. I thought if he is in control, which by the way, people think, well, then how does all this bad stuff happen? And he's, he wants me to be obedient to his control, which I don't even like. So right. it's, it's a real struggle of this aspect of, well, be obedient. Um, and what you and I have learned is uh, it's not it's not controlling us. It's actually leading us to freedom and joy right. because of his heart, his, best. his heart is let me give to you the mm-hmm. covenant life that I promise you, and but I do require you to be with me. And again, simple. Because I'm God and you're not. I know more than you, and I can I can deliver this. Uh, and it's a it's a matter of the will. Do you have a heart to follow me or not? I'll I, by the way I'll let you not. Um, hopefully someday you wake up. So we're going to look at this uh, section in Scripture, Deuteronomy 11, a little bit lengthy. Uh, I'll kind of I have you go through some, and then I'll I'll stop. We'll talk about it a little bit. Uh, okay. This is a story. Remember, Deuteronomy is being written to basically uh, the uh, children and the offspring of all, of all the ones that said, we're not going to, right. the, to the promised land. So uh, this is the next group that now has a chance to go in. Yeah, uh, and yeah. Uh, they said, we're not going, and they wandered around for 40 years. In mm-hmm. uh, Hebrews three fifteen and 19, we can read, God was angry with them. Mm-hmm. And I remember the anger... Uh, isn't out of, you know, I'm trying to control you. You're not willing to be controlled. It's you're preventing me. Yeah, I had so much more for you. (laughs) delivering you the covenant, the beautiful, blessed life, the promised land, the land of promises that I can't give it to you because you're not willing to go with me across. Uh, So I can't give it to you. So uh, that generation all died um, outside of God's will. Right. And then we talked last time about how critical this is, is that uh, God will let us not follow him. Um, and it's not forcing his will on us. It's by invitation to let me deliver to you the covenant. Uh, okay, so this next generation, Deuteronomy, the book of Deuteronomy, is really written to this generation. And, and, it's, and he, they're going to wind up with Joshua. Uh, do you have a heart to go? And they all said, yes. We'll go wherever you send us, and we'll do whatever you tell us to do. We're there. We want to go with you to Promised Land. We believe it. And interesting enough, 
they never got to experience the Red Sea miracle. They never got to experience, you know, uh, uh, what happened. They did experience provision, manna. Mm -hmm. Uh, they did They did experience a, a cloud by day and a fire by night. They did experience that, but they never. They think about it. They'd never been in Egypt, and mm -hmm. they'd never been to the Promised Land. Where have they been? <laughs> Wandering around the in desert. the wilderness. Yeah, you know, and it's not pleasant. But they said, "Okay, we're willing to go." All right. So this is instruction to that generation who's about okay. ready ready to go across uh, the Jordan to the land of promises because they said they're willing to go. And God says, well, great, I can deliver it to you. So let's see what he says. Deuteronomy 11, starting in verse 13. And it shall be that if you earnestly obey my commandments, which I command you today, to love the Lord your God and serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, then I will give you rain for your land in its season, the early rain and the latter rain, that you may gather in your grain, your new wine and your oil, and I will send grass in your fields for your livestock that you may eat and be filled. Take heed to yourselves, lest your heart be deceived and you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. Lest the Lord's anger be aroused against you and he shut up the heavens so that there be no rain and the land yield no produce and you perish quickly from the good land which the Lord is giving you. Okay, let's stop right there a second. Um, okay. Uh, if then, if then, mm -hmm. uh, if what? If you earnestly obey my commandments, which I command you. Yeah, he says, if you earnestly uh, obey my commandments. Uh, now, he defines it. Mm -hmm. This is really cool. Um, he said, let me really define it for you. Uh, and simplify, really. Yeah, it's that if you do what? He defines love the Lord your God. Well, just, yeah. just love me and serve me. Wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. Now, remember, serving is following. Mm -hmm. uh, it's I'm going with you. Uh, serving is becoming a servant. Mm -hmm. uh, what does a servant do to the master? Whatever the master asks him yeah, to do. I surrender my will mm -hmm. to your will. Um, and I am going to, uh, out, of, out of what? Out of love, affection for what? Well, what? is the then part of it is what I'm going to give you. So he said, if he said, obedience is a hard thing. Mm -hmm. uh, love me. I want to be with you and, and I'd like you to enjoy me and I want to enjoy you uh, like any love relationship. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, think about it again, how beautiful this is. Um, you're married to Dan. You love Dan. Dan loves you. Well, <laughs> what do you do? Spend time together. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Okay. Why? How come? Because we enjoy time together. Well, you actually enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a love. It's a connectivity. It's special. Mm -hmm. That uh, uh, and you love your children and uh, you know we, we love each other as brothers and sisters. But your love for Dan is even more intense. Is even more special mm -hmm. because uh, you're you're in that relationship where you have chosen to do life together. Right. Um, your, even your kids, they they want to do they want to be around you, but they don't do life with you. Uh, they're off doing their stuff. <laughs> right, right. Uh, we get to be together, we get to enjoy each other, but you're doing life with your spouse, right? Who you're in love with, uh, and God which says, is that perfect picture of covenant, by yeah, the way. I yeah. mean, that's why it's a covenant relationship. Right. It represents that relationship that we have with God. That's right. And God says that. 
your intimate relationship with your spouse that you mm-hmm. actually express love and have become a servant to each other mm-hmm. by serving me, uh, my relationship is way, way more intense than that. I love you with a greater thing. Uh, and there's one thing that God can do <laughs> that Dan can't do that you can't do. You can't make circumstances change on your own because you don't have the power to. Right. God says, I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my love toward you is even greater because I can deliver things that they can't. And, and he says, um, if you love me and serve me, which is obedience, then I will. He says, I'll do what? How about if I make your business? And remember, this is agricultural. So your business is, is ha- having uh, flocks that thrive. Right. That having uh, produce that thrives. Harvest that thrives. Harvest, all of um, that, yeah. I'm going to make all that work because I'm going to bring rain mm-hmm. and grow it and you'll thrive with it and I'll deliver it to you all the time. Um, and you can be blessed with what the bounty that the life that I'm going to give you so that, I mean, if you have plenty of flocks and you got plenty of produce, how do you feel? You feel very blessed. How come? What, what, yeah. is it, what does it do for you? It, well, that it, it, meets, gives you, it meets out a lot of your needs, for one yeah. thing. It's provision, yeah. It's provision to the level that you're not concerned if, mm-hmm. well, what about what about if we have a period with no rain? Oh, don't worry. Right. You're blessed. What mm-hmm. about if some of my cows get, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have that sense of settledness, of safety, of uh, God's going to get me through the stuff of the world because he says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you life uh, to the level that you're just at peace. You're not worried about tomorrow. Um, tomorrow's going to be trouble, but you're not worried about it. Why? Because I'm giving you provision. Uh, I'm taking care of you and your needs and resolving things. So he said, I'm doing that. Um, and then he says, by the way, as I'm doing that, you're going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says, while you enjoy it, when you get to the promised land, you're going to receive it and you're going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. When you get there, don't do what? Don't forget me. Don't, yeah. don't forget what I've yeah. done. <laughs> he says, He says, don't walk away from it. Mm-hmm. It's an ongoing thing. It's not, a, okay, got there. Hallelujah, right. see you later. He said, how did you get there? Walked with me. Right. I delivered it. You experienced it. You you have it. It's a, it's going to be amazing. When that happens, <laughs> don't stop and say, okay, now I've got it from here. And he walk away from me because when that happens, it all stops. And that, so don't you see though, I, that's a common thing that I see with people, a common struggle that I think people have is when things are tough, um, then, well, I guess you kind of either go one extreme or the other, most people, but a lot of people, when things are tough, then they're quick to pray and ask God. And, and then as they turn around and he walks them through and brings them to the blessing, then they turn around and forget and go off on their own again until they're back in a pickle and then have to come back and, you know, and it's a whole cycle that comes through. Yeah, yeah. And then the flip side is sometimes, you know, we literally see the opposite of that, that they, you know, things are they, they come to God when things are going well. And then when things get really tough, they decide to go spin off on their own and try to fix it. And, and his invitation is to stay with him through all of it yeah. and let him walk us into the blessing. Yeah. Uh, so that um, as you um, 
think about how people react to that is, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I had, a, I had a time of blessing, but then the trouble came and uh, I knew it was going to come and I knew it was going to be bad. And so I, while I enjoy the uh, momentary blessing, I kind of expect it not to last very long. Yeah. In fact, kind of that you hear people say just waiting for the other other shooter shooter drop. Shoot other drop. Shoot yeah. Drop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The shooter drop. Um, and that's right. And God says, well, exactly. Um, I'm telling you, uh, obedience is staying with me when all the time, particularly when you're enjoying it. Um, right. Don't stop. Because it'll, it's all going to be taken away, and I'm actually going to cause it to be taken away. So that what? Well, then you come back. I want with me. you with me. His, yeah, you know, he, he comes. He allows these things to happen so that we repent and turn back. He wants yeah. to be with us. Yeah, and and by the way, he said, remember, while you're walking with me, where are you walking in the world? Mm-hmm. What's going to happen in the world? You're going to have trouble. Uh, you're going to have trouble. <laughs> you know. So it's not that I remove you, uh, but. Uh, what I want you to do is experience my blessed life. I can minimize trouble. You're going to have trouble, but then I can overcome it. And the whole time I need you to stay with me. So he said, follow me, serve me, love me, stay with me. Don't, don't, when you become blessed, don't, don't turn away and walk away. Cause then I can't bless you. Okay. So right. keep, keep going. Um, what verse are we on? Do you remember? Uh, 18, I think. I think 18. Okay. Therefore, you shall lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul and bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall teach them to your children, speaking of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. And you shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates, that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them like the days of the heavens above the earth. For if you carefully keep all these commandments, which I command you to do, to love the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways and to hold fast to him, then the Lord will drive out all these nations from before you and you will dispossess greater and mightier nations than yourselves. Every place in which the sole of your foot treads shall be yours from the wilderness in Lebanon, from the river, the river Euphrates, even to the Western sea shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand against you. The Lord your God will put the dread of you and the fear of you upon the land where you tread, just as he has said to you. Behold, I set before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing, if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and the curse, if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn aside from the way which I command you today to go after other gods which you have not known. Now it shall be when the Lord your God has brought you into the land which you go to possess that you shall put the blessing on Mount Gerizim and the curse on Mount Ebal. Are they not on the other side of the Jordan toward the setting sun in the land of the Canaanites who dwell in the plain opposite Gilgal beside the tabernacle trees of Morah? For you will cross over the Jordan and go in to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you and you will possess it and dwell in it and you shall be careful to observe all the statutes and judgments which I set before you today. Yep. So um, uh, he says that, uh, again, remember that um, it's uh, walk into it and possess it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, the word possess uh, means what? Um, 
to own. You own it. To, yeah. Uh, it's yours. Occupy it. Take it on. Uh, don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Don't say, well, it's potential. Isn't that nice? Um, there's some theological truth to that. There's some religious truth to that. I guess maybe it might happen. He yeah. says, he says, actually, um, as I'm delivering to you covenant promise, you need to go possess it. Mm-hmm. Uh, walk into it. By the way, how? Walk with me. Uh, and I'm going to give it to you. And then you take it and live it, experience it, and have the, the beautiful covenant of life that I'm going to deliver to you by you owning it how, for you. So it's mm-hmm. not hypothetical. It's got to be real, which is the question, see, is that when we think of covenant, if and, and, and again, I, this is the way I approached it, and, and I found out it's, it's real. If this is so, mm-hmm. well, then it has to be real in the life that I hold. Right. It can't be hypothetical. If it's always hypothetical, or it's some religious thing, or it's for eternity, yeah, okay, good, that's nice, but what about... What about here? As If I'm walking with you, he says, well, you have to own it. You have to possess it. I have to deliver it to you. You have to take it mm-hmm. and receive it and, and live it. Uh, that's how you know it's real. He said, and you got to follow me and, into that place. I'll give it to you. You take it and own it. He said, now, uh, there's a real interesting trick, not a trick, but a truth about the uh, obedience. He says, You'll be able to, to know you're obedient if you're teaching it to others. Uh-huh. What? My word. Uh-huh. Uh, what I'm speaking to you, you relate that to others who then I'm going to call to do what? You possess it. Right. Um, and for and, them to then give it away as well. Yeah. Yeah. And while, by the way, on what? On their unique path. Mm-hmm. And your your role is to, if you can teach it, by definition, what does that mean? If you're truly teaching it, what does that and mean? And you to, must be experiencing it. Well, then you have to be experiencing it mm-hmm. because talking about it, you know, and what I call just, in a sense, pure preaching about it, mm-hmm. really leaves everything kind of empty. Right. Because people observe and, and say, and by the way, everybody says this, even if they don't verbalize it. Is that true for you? If it's not true for you, and you're telling me to process it that way, but it's not true for you, what is my response to that? Huh. I don't really care what you have to yeah. say. If why, it's not. Why, why bother? Because <laughs> yeah. unless I can experience the truth of it. Mm-hmm. Well, then why would I even bother learning the theoreticalness of it or the theology of it or the religiosity of it as opposed to, is this really true? Well, I can teach you that if it's really true for me. Um, And the way I teach you is to invite you to do what? You learn to follow him. Right. And you learn to hear from him. Because that's the condition. You have to show up at closing. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you all about the house. I can tell you all about the car. Fantastic. Um, but you'll never experience it unless you show up uh, and be and be with him. Um, so I can tell you about it. And the only way I can teach you and demonstrate it is what? Well, my life's exp- I'm experiencing it. 
how did you experience it? Well, I went with him. I was obedient. And and part of my obedience, and this is, remember, it's I'm blessing you to do what? Be a blessing. Make you a blessing. Okay, now, mm-hmm. part of my obedience is by definition, which he then describes in these verses, teach it. Give it away. Um, now, you can't force anybody to do it. And you can't say, um, I define what that looks like. No. Right. Uh, what I can tell you is I guarantee you that God's going to bless you. I guarantee you that God can resolve this issue you got. I guarantee you that the thing that you're, you're having trouble with, God can give you answers and hope and, and direction, and he'll bless you. And by the way, you can, you can expect this. As right. he does... He's going to ask you to teach others. <laughs> mm-hmm. How fabulous is this? Which is a gift. That's, that's yeah. so much fun, right? Yeah. And see, this is how it multiplies. Uh, is that uh, see? It's not about numbers. It's mm-hmm. not about preaching. You should, or even you better be obedient, and then you'll get it. It's rather look. I know something. The way I've experienced it is really simple. I've been obedient. How I went with him when yeah. I struggled. He gave me the power to be obedient to the instruction that he gave me. And guess what? He led me into the, into the place of my possessing it and taking it because he says, and we'll go into this uh, later uh, in Deuteronomy 11, um, I set before you what? Life, Life or death, and death, blessing or choosing. Now you have a choice to make. Mm-hmm. You want to come with me and receive the blessing? Or you can choose not to and, I, and it, you won't have it. Uh, so it's, it's really an amazing a beautiful thing of this Deuteronomy 11 of um, uh, love me, walk with me, serve me. I'm going to deliver it to you. Don't forget me. Don't walk away from me. Teach others in the process and keep remembering the essence of it. Blessing or cursing, life or death, it's a choice. If you keep making that choice, I'm going to deliver the blessing when all the time. Uh, and we can trust it. So we'll we'll pick this up again uh, more tomorrow. Uh, Great. But, it, but it's really powerful stuff, and uh, it helps us define, you know, what obedience looks like. So it's not a blind try to do the right thing. It's we'll just go with him, and he'll give you the power to follow him into the blessing. Exactly. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing today, Rich, and thank you for joining us, everyone. If you have any questions or comments, be sure to send them to yep. AFJ Ministry or questions at AFJMinistry.com um, or put them up on the YouTube yep. channel and we yep. will get to those certainly. So thank you for joining us again and have a great afternoon. Yep. We'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.